Welcome to the Natural Curiosity Podcast. We are live on YouTube and in our Facebook group with two shows, Wisdom Chats for the Curious and Daily Reset for Success. Be sure to visit our videos so you can see what we look like and be sure to say hi. Today's episode is the Daily Reset for Success. Now, enjoy the show. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the show. We're so happy you're here. And we're happy we're here too. I know I'm sound excited, but it's because our friend Eileen Dillon is here. We get excited when she comes on because she's got great information for us. I'm Marion LaSalle and my co-host here, Lady Lou, the baby boomer babe. Hi, ladies. Hello. Good morning. Hello. This is our Daily Reset for Success series, and we're here to help us all reset our lives so we can live healthier, happier, more creative, and don't forget, prosperous lives. And that's really why we show up. You know, we would show up even if you didn't, but that's, you know, we're glad that you're here and you're showing up. And if you have any questions or you have any comments, please feel free. We're live on YouTube. We're live on Facebook, and we also have a podcast called Natural Curiosity. So feel free to join in. We would love to have your comments and your questions, uh, especially for Eileen today, because she's going to be giving us some really good information. Now, this is part two, isn't it, ladies? Yes. Yes. Ah, so let's go over what we talked about last time. Is that up to me? <laughs> or, or do you... I thought you had a review written there. I, um, I wish I did, but I don't. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, this is a continuation of what we were talking about in terms of manifestation. And most of us learned when we were growing up that if you wanted something in life, you had to work hard for it. And this idea has arisen in the last couple of decades that actually you don't have to work so hard. You can manifest instead. And what that means is that you can follow the three steps to manifestation, manifestation what Greg Braden in his book, The Isaiah Effect, calls an ancient method of prayer. And those three steps are to have an idea of what you want to pair it with a feeling, which usually is a desire or an intense want, and hold those two together until you can feel what you're going to feel like when you actually have what it is that you want. And so last time, uh, Marianne, I shared with you different things that I was able to manifest. And this time I thought it would be a really good idea to talk about how to use the tool of manifestation for finding lost things. <laughs> okay, yes, so last time we did talk about your wallet that got lost. Maybe you could kind of give us an overview of that That's if in case they didn't watch the part one. Okay. Well, uh, what happened is I was out shopping in Berkeley, California one Saturday. Hi there. Um, and um, I took my, I had my teenage daughter with me and I went to my office later and was working. And when I got ready to go home, I looked in my backpack and my wallet was missing. I called the store. They didn't have it. I knew I had used it at the store, so I knew I had it. 
And I surmised that somebody had stolen the wallet and I was learning about manifestation. So what I started doing is uh, something that I had learned. It's my wallet and it's coming back to me and letting myself feel what it felt like to open it up and see the things that were inside of it. And I did that for a couple of days and, um, and I didn't get emotionally upset because uh, that to me meant that not only would these people steal my wallet, but they'd get my energy as well because emotions are energy. So I uh, reported it and then kept doing this. And so the wallet was taken on Saturday and these were in the days before uh, cell phones. So I went to my office another county away to work on Thursday. And there on my office answering machine was a message from somebody who worked for Caltrans, which is the people who fix the roads in California, saying that they had my wallet and uh, wanting to know if uh, he could return it to me. And it, it turned out the man lived a mile from my home. He delivered it to me in my home. He was forbidden by Caltrans to take any kind of reward. I couldn't even give them money for their coffee group in the morning. And uh, everything was in my wallet except for my driver's license and my credit cards. They were not there and the money, but my library card and my family pictures. And there had been a business card of mine that I had in there, which is how the man found me. So it was less than a week when I had it back. And uh, so that's a good place to start to talk about what I want to talk about today, because part of it is how you set your mind. What most of us do is we go, oh, no, my wallet is gone. That's it. What? Is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? Oh, no, my life is ruined. I have to replace everything. And instead of concentrating on the possibility of getting it back, they con they concentrate, they focus attention on the fact that it's gone and they're bereft and they're angry and all of those kinds of things. So one thing you want to do is place your attention where you want to go. Pay attention to what you want to become and not to what you want to overcome. So with this wallet, I paid attention to, I want to become the person who still has this wallet, right? And so that's where I focused my attention. Now, the other thing we do is we get discouraged and we say things like, it's never going to work, right? And it's really important in this process that you say, I don't know how, but it's going to work out. I just know it's going to work out. And the third thing that you want to do is ask for help. Um, you don't have to know who you're asking for help from. It could be God, could be your own higher self. It could be, uh, I don't know, a group of little gremlins that hide in your basement. It doesn't really matter. You don't have to know who you're asking. But just say, I need help. Please help me to get my wallet back, right? And then there it will be coming. Now, you can't guarantee this. So you have to be open to the fact that it might not work. I was open that I might never see that wallet again. But here's what I can tell you. The more I have done this, the less likely it is that things don't work out, right? 
I want to tell you a story of finding something that happened about hmm, 30 years ago and has a modern update from last night, right? So what happened is um, I went to Australia and I got to know some people and they sent this man named Manfred Walzer to me when he came to the United States. And uh, he and I got along well and he, he had, I think he maybe came to this country with $200 in his pocket or something. So I had a bedroom in my home that he could use. So he stayed with my son and me for about three months. And uh, we got to know him, he's a wonderful man. Um, and eventually he got his feet on the ground and he moved into his own place in San Francisco. And we kept contact for a while, but over the last 25 years, we've lost contact with one another. But while Manfred was there, <clears throat> something happened. I came in from work one night and my son who had a little cockatiel named Rob Rob that used to ride around on his shoulder. Aww. It was dusk and I came in and Jonathan was, oh my gosh, mom, Rob Rob is lost, Rob Rob is gone, I've lost Rob Rob. It turns out that he went out on the back porch when it was almost dark and Rob Rob got frightened and flew over this huge hedge. Now we lived right on the on the edge of open space. So there were lots of trees. It was like living in the forest, right? And he begged me, mom, it's early December, by the way, mom, please come help me find my bird. Now he'd been teaching the bird to come to him when he whistled. So he's out there whistling. But so we go to the other side of this uh, big hedge and we're in our neighbor's yard and I'm looking and looking and calling and he's whistling and he's also doing something that finally started bothering me. He's going, I've lost my bird. Oh no, I've lost my bird. Rob Rob is gone. And I stopped and I said, Jonathan, you and I need to talk. If your bird is lost, why are we out here looking for it? Oh. Right? And he, he kind of looked at me and I said, I really need you to decide, is Rob Rob lost or is Rob Rob your bird and your bird is going to come back to you? I want you to make a decision because if Rob Rob is lost, I'm going inside. You know, no point in being out here. Awesome. Right? So he started still crying. It's my bird and it's coming back to me. It's my bird. And it's <laughs> yes. And we never found Rob Rob that night. And it rained. Fortunately, it was a warm December. And so, uh, but you know, there's the question, can a little bird that's always been inside survive all this? Well, I worked in my backyard office, which was about 50 feet from the house, 100 feet from the house. And uh, I worked early in the morning because I was a single parent and I was trying to figure my schedule around. So I went out and started working at five in the morning. And uh, <clears throat> when I, oh, oh but, but I need to tell you about Monfred. This was the time during which Monfred was staying with us, right? And he had asked since I was going to be working if he could use my car to run some errands. And I told him yes. So the plan was that Jonathan was gonna get up and look for his bird. I was going to work. Monfred was going to run his errands, right? 
Well, uh, I worked until about 10 o'clock, 1030. And then I came in the house and Jonathan's bedroom door was closed. And as I passed it, I heard the sound of a cockatiel. So I knocked on the door and I said, Jonathan, I hear a cockatiel. What happened? And he had Rob Rob on his shoulder and he said, Rob Rob came home. He had gotten permission from the neighbors to crawl up on their roof. He whistled, the bird came down and sat on his shoulder and he came inside. But as Jonathan was talking, the door was slowly swinging open. And the next thing you know, I'm looking at two more cockatiels. He now has three cockatiels, not one, right? And I said, what happened? And he said, well, Rob Rob came home. I said, but Jonathan, you have three cockatiels. Where did these other cockatiels come from? Well, Manfred didn't believe in any of this. Oh. And on his errands, he went to a bird store. He was going to get a replacement for Rob Rob, sweet as he is. Oh. And, uh, and, but when he got to the bird store, the bird he liked turned out to be a matched pair. He named them June and Henry. And it turned out for the next two years, they kept us in baby cockatiels. Like you wouldn't believe we had tons of cockatiels. <laughs> so Monfred had brought two more. So Jonathan actually manifested three cockatiels and a bird breeding business, right? Oh. And that's how Rob Rob came home. Now, uh, I haven't talked to Monfred in about 25 years and Last night, I was suddenly inspired to get up, walk to my computer, and look him up on Google. And what did I find? Two days before I looked him up on Google, Newsweek published an article about what Manfred has been doing in San Francisco, right? Manfred has been taking money out of his own pocket, buying food, and fixing it for the young homeless people in San Francisco oh. and Newsweek featured him in oh. this article. And a friend of Manfred's has started a GoFundMe link for, uh, because Manfred's credit cards are about to be maxed out and his money is gone. And I know he just gives money away. That's what he did with the birds too. You know, just gave us the birds. So, uh, so Mary and I gave you the link, which, uh, you've put below uh, so that anybody who would like to help Manfred with this endeavor, it's something he's been doing on his own. And you also can see the, um, the story about what he's doing uh, is really amazing. So I haven't called him yet, but uh, talk about manifestation. And that is another thing that we want to look at when we're manifesting is when you get those little, you know, like, I wonder what Manfred is doing right? As follow up on it. I followed up on it. Now I have a chance to connect with him again and also to see what he's been doing. So that's yet another thing to do. And um, the key in this story too is, is continuing whatever we repeat, our subconscious mind takes as truth. So if you say it's my wallet and it's coming back to me, it's my bird and it's coming back to me, you will get it back. My daughter, Robin, went to Reed College in Oregon, and she had a first floor dorm room and these big windows. Somebody took a 
tree branch and fished her computer off of her desk and pulled it through the window and stole it, right? <laughs> and she called and wow. was really upset. Now she had reported it to the campus police, but she was going, oh, my, my whole semester's work is on my computer. I don't have my homework. I don't have my papers. You know, and she was really bereft. And we calmed her down. And then I reminded her about saying it's my computer and it's coming back to me. I said, you've reported it. You've done what you can. Now you need to calm yourself and call it back. She had that computer in her hands five hours after it was taken. Wow. Of course, the, the thief was very dumb, parked a car on the street not far from there and took all these things he was stealing and put them in clear sight in the car. And the police started checking up and down the street and found everything, you know. So he was a pretty dumb crook. But, <laughs> but also she called it in. She called her computer in and got all of her work. And wow. I have done that with uh, cameras I've left on airplanes or buses and uh, numerous things, uh, you know, just because we forget something or we misplace it or somebody takes it doesn't mean it's not still ours. And most of us don't claim what is ours and therefore we don't get it back. Well, you know, Eileen, I don't guess we even thought about it like that. That is brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, wow. It was all this little kid with his bird that made me think of it. <laughs> oh, you have had such an exciting life. I just love to hear your stories. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, you can use manifestation for just about anything that you want to create. In fact, yesterday, I'm living at my son's house, and <clears throat> I have two granddaughters. They're 12 and 14. And the 14-year-old is a, is a body artist. She likes to tattoo her own body with pins. And uh, two or three days ago, she showed me really beautiful stuff she'd been drawing on her leg. And yesterday, she had all kinds of colored things all over this arm. And I said, wow, that looks, you know, that's very uh, brilliant and so forth. And we were talking about manifestation because I told her I was going to be on this program. And she said, well, I manifested these, uh, these pins. And I said, how did, you, how did you do that? And she said, well, I went online and I identified what it was that I really wanted. But the package was $20 and I didn't want to cost my parents that much money. So I started looking for cheaper versions. And I also talked to my dad. And uh, my dad went online. I told him what I'd like to have so he could get it for me. But he went online and he came back and said, I don't think these pens are uh, good for your skin, but I found some others that I think are good. Guess which ones they were, the very ones she had identified. He bought them for her and she was now doing art on her own arm. It's, a, it's one way to spend the COVID time, you know, drawing on your own body. <laughs> Well, does but it, it looks off? nice. It looks nice. Does it wash off? I guess. I don't know. I, uh, eventually, uh, you know, nobody's nobody really cares a whole lot, and she enjoys it so much. So I went to a birthday party where they were doing henna drawings. Uh -huh. of Some of them had it on their face. I had mine on my sleeve of my arm, uh, but it did. It took about three weeks, Lady Lou, but it did finally fade away. Right. But there she was. She manifested it. She 
identified what she wanted. She had a really strong desire for it. She mm -hmm. took some steps to move forward on getting what she wanted. She didn't press for what she had to have. She wasn't attached to it and she let it evolve and she got exactly what she wanted. Yeah, that just dovetails with uh, Jose Silva, desire, belief and expectancy. Yes. I'm in the process of, of manifesting something. Y'all want to hear about it? Please. I do. Okay. Well, I've already told you, Lady Lou, and I told uh, Eileen I was going to tell her about it when we had time, but it's perfect timing right now, I think, because I really want to manifest this. So I, I'm a show producer for clients and uh, business owners and entrepreneurs who want their own show. But it is kind of expensive, and a lot of people are like, oh, I, you know, right now especially, it's like, oh, I can't really spend that money. So my mind went to how can I help them create this without it costing so much that they can't afford it. So I said, okay, here's what we can do. And Eileen, you were part of, of why I came up with this. Lady Lou and I have so much fun when we have guests on like you. Now we've had some guests that weren't so fun, but <laughs> not but any. You, no pressure you, here. <laughs> we love having people like you on who are just—they love to give, okay, stories and ideas and and processes. And anyway, I was thinking of having four different people in the same type of industry, not competitors, but like a cross promotion type of thing, like elder care, what would you have? You'd have maybe somebody who, uh, an elder care attorney, and maybe you'd have somebody that's in um, uh, health and wellness for seniors, you know, that type of thing. So four different companies coming together to have their own show, and that way they could split it four ways and it wouldn't cost so much. How about wow. that, they'd have a panel. They have a panel, yeah. <laughs> yes. Right? right? And so that's I, what I'm we're gonna, doing for our course. So that's uh, yeah, yeah, that's so fun. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna manifest that. That is that is what I, I wrote down today. I'm manifesting that because a lot of people need exposure. They want to have their own show, but like I said, they can't really afford it all by themselves. Right. Wow. That's wonderful. Great idea. Thank and you. notice. Notice how, how creativity, this kind of came easily to you. You thought it up, you thought, oh, that's a great idea. Now you're ready to go forward. And when you are manifesting instead of working hard, uh, that's more likely to happen. So congratulations on doing that. Okay. It's gonna I, be have I have remembered one more story. Can I tell you? Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Well, in the late 80s, a friend of mine who is about twice my age, a uh, man friend that I'd known him and his wife, and she had died. He was in his 70s. He had heart issues, but he wanted to travel to Europe one more time. So here I am, this uh, single woman. He said, will you come to Europe with me for three weeks? I'll pay your way. I said, oh, oh, please, no. <laughs> but we went. And the one thing he was living for, uh, all during, all during, he liked, he liked fine wine and fine dining and all of this. And he kept saying that he was going to have to replace his wine glasses at his, he lived on a houseboat in Seattle and he needed to replace his wine glasses. And um, so uh, I kept listening to him and I had this idea that when I got to Paris, which was our last stop, 
I was going to go to a department store and get some wine glasses and take them home and give them to him when he got off in Seattle and I kept going to San Francisco, right? So that's what I did. I got I struggled to go on the subway in Paris and figure out how to get back where I was going without speaking French very well at all. And uh, I bought six glasses thinking that I could get the department store to mail them for me. Yeah. Not so. They don't do that. They didn't do that at the time in France. So now I have these six glasses <laughs> and I have to transport them on the airplane, which means I need a box. They're just wrapped in paper in a bag right now, right? So I need a box and I need newspaper and I need some tape, right? And how am I gonna do this? We're leaving on the plane the next morning. And that night, my friend was so excited because we were going to a five-star French restaurant. And so we go to the restaurant and as we walk out on the curb waiting for pickup is a box that's exactly the size that I need. <laughs> And I pick it up and I say, oh, thank you, God. And he said, what are you talking about? And I said, well, I asked God for a box and here it is. And he started to get really upset with me. He said, well, I suppose you have a, think you have a personal God. Wars have been fought over things like this. He was oh all upset God. with me. He was really upset with me for bringing up this concept. Oh my and God. I said, well, Jim, I, I really needed the box and you know, I don't know if I have a personal God or not, but, but you know, the real test will be, I also need some newspaper, right? And so the real <laughs> test, if God's helping me, is if I can get some newspaper. Oh, this is great. And we walked around the corner and there was a newsstand and the people had taken all the newspapers from that day and set them on the curb for pickup. And I went, there's my newspaper. <laughs> By <laughs> now he's like foaming at the mouth. He's mouth. He's so mad at me. So I go back to the room and I lock myself in the bathroom and I carefully wrap those boxes and I carry that box on the plane the next day. And as he gets off, I hand it to him and I said, "You know, I may not have a personal God, or I might. I don't know, but the box and the paper was for you, and here it is." Here's your new wine glasses. Aww. And he, he really didn't know what to say. Aww. But what uh, what an experience of manifestation, you know? And again, I ask, I really need this. Please help me. <laughs> I tell you, that is beautiful. And I bet he used them happily ever after. He absolutely did. He absolutely did. I went up a couple of times to visit and he served them served me wine in them very proudly. But it was such a thing. He was so upset with me for asking God for a box and a bunch of newspaper. And it was for him. Oh, my God. I bet you he remembers that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. It is, it's just so amazing what we can ask for. And I remember uh, it was Joe Vitale, our dear friend. He used to say, command what you want. Right. And that's the same thing as it's just not, you know, with the force, but it's asking. And we know what ask means. Remember well, that? Tell yes. us again, Lady Lou, what ask means. The A stands for ask and you shall receive. The S stands for seek 
and you shall find the K is knock and it shall be opened unto you. Oh, that's beautiful. And that's hi, beautiful. Karen. Karen says hi, Karen. Hi, oh, Karen. Oh, nice. We love our audience. I think it's great when we have people in our audience like that. Thank you, Karen. Well, I think when Joe says command, it's very much the same. What he's saying is act with confidence, act with certainty, you know, and whatever word you use. I just really want to point that out because if you're not comfortable commanding, act with certainty. Mm hmm. And, and that's, thank you for that. As you say, it's the same thing. And we're not being bossy. We're not being dictatorial. We're just saying, this is what I choose to have in my life. I want this. Oh, my God. Karen says we are launching our study of emotions in motion next week on our book club. Oh, my gosh. How wonderful, Karen. Thank you. Wow. Ah. That's my book, Emotions in Motion. That's cool. Isn't Love it, Karen? Love if you guys that. have any questions, I'm at emotionalmasteryforlife.com. Yay. <laughs> and Peggy. Says, what a great story about the wine glasses. Eileen, uh -huh. you're so uplifting. Yay. Uh -huh. She is. She Jim is. didn't Jim didn't think so that day. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a thing he probably never ever forgot. No. Yeah. So yeah. for those of you who are listening to our podcast and you want to be able to get a hold of Eileen, please go to her website, emotionalmasteryforlife.com. And if you would like to email her, it's Eileen at emotionalmasteryforlife.com. I'm sure she'd be happy. You can tell she's friendly and she'd be happy to answer any questions you might have. She's got programs going on all over the place. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, she's got courses and programs and she even sees people uh, on a personal basis. Uh, because she's a therapist and I you know I just I just love her as you can tell now you may not know because she said she was living with her son and her uh, granddaughters however she mostly it, outside of COVID lives in a little camper van it's not little it's a camper van and I am so jealous i'm going to create my own oh well remember that uh the jealousy is a computation that somebody else has something that you can't have oh so in have it, instead right? so the signal of jealousy is to get creative so instead of saying i'm jealous uh let me encourage you because i really want you, you to you. have this thank uh, you let, let me encourage you to say it's uh, you know i'm getting my van eileen is inspiring me to get my own van and it's coming to me it's coming to me. How's that? You're I love here. it. You are inspiring me oh. every day. And I, <laughs> I'm going to have my own van and we can maybe ride together someday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's somewhere. wonderful to do that. Yeah. It's my van and it's coming to me. And yes. envision it. See what kind you want. Yeah. Oh, I've been doing that. Let me tell you. <laughs> feel yourself in it. See, that's the key, the key to feel the, the thing you want. So feel yeah. like you're driving or are you sitting in the back on a chair or oh, you know taking it. a nap or whatever. You know, I actually have a, a friend of mine whose husband is a carpenter and I told him I wanted to build one of those. It, instead of having uh, a full light bed out all the time, it's it shows up like a teepee so you can sit in the back and look out the back window or sit in the front and watch the front oh, window. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I have a Murphy bed that folds up. Oh, yeah. Wow. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, uh, but that's really clever. I haven't seen that. Karen yeah. says, oh, great. We're hoping you'd zoom in and visit us. And she's talking about her book club. Yes. Oh, well, Karen, Karen any time, uh, you know, give me your link and time. And if I can fit it into my busy schedule, she I'll certainly be there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know, but it's my schedule that I make. But when it when it gets overwhelming, I do turn around and go, "Who made this schedule for me anyway?" <laughs> oh, and and the time is gone again. I mean, we, just, <laughs> we have so enjoyed you again. May we bring you back? There's more stories, oh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you may be asking for more trouble than you want. Uh -uh. No. <laughs> I'd be delighted, too. Good. I love talking with you guys. You and, and you have brought me to the point of really having fun during during a podcast like this. It's great. Oh, Thank you. Well, that's what it's all about. Entertainment, fun, education, and maybe we got it all here. I just said it's all here. And personality, fun. character, the whole thing. <laughs> Weirdness, a cat that cries. <laughs> but we have such a good time and we hope our audience does too. And we appreciate our audience so much. And we please ask you if you would go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You have to go to Marion LaSalle in the little search bar on YouTube and then it pumped on her little picture and natural curiosity will pop up. We've had a little glitch. We don't know what happened, but uh, you can't go to directly to natural curiosity, but you can get through it through Marion LaSalle and come and subscribe and ring the little bell. And then you'll know when we're going live, they send you an email because mm -hmm. we have some good shows coming up yet. So but this one was our fun one, uh, Eileen. We have so enjoyed your <laughs> stories and you're, you're just such a beautiful person all the way around. Well, gosh, thanks. Thank you. And thank you, Marion, for all your good work with the electronic stuff. She takes care of all this. I show up. Me too. <laughs> First, I had to live my life, however. <laughs> so thank you both. You bet. And get with Marion about your own show. Find your four friends that will uh, join with you. And they don't have to be in a different industry if they just want to join you on the show and they can chip in on the prices. And you could have a, a fun show. It might not even be business. Business. So there's all kinds of ways. So connect with Marion soon. Thank you again. Bye, we'll, everybody. We'll see you Bye. down the road. Are you an entrepreneur or business owner? If you said yes, check out our Natural Curiosity Business Mastermind. We are online using Zoom video chat, meeting every week. You will find support, training, and lifelong friendships. I encourage you to visit patreon.com slash natural curiosity and get the support that you want now. Thank you for joining us for today's show. Remember, it's our pleasure to bring you interesting co-hosts and topics. So connect with us often. We're looking forward to the next time we're together. Bye for now.